0: Oh yeah, ladies and gents, Filibuster Freestyle with your buddy Gavin, Jeremy Johnson, Man Cook Good, Kitchen Quarantine coming up next, Memorial Day weekend. Pretty sure it's about grilling and chilling, and we'll see what else it's about. But JJ coming up from the West Coast, ASAP, check the theme song. Filibuster, Filibuster Freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster. Watch out for the filibuster. Filibuster. Freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster Freestyle. Filibuster Freestyle. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, live from the rooftop at Shea Cindy Harrington. And Gavin Vial. And apparently I live here now too. (laughs) It's Kitchen Quarantine, part nine. That's right, nine times. Jeremy Johnson joining us from the West Coast. First of all, JJ, how are we doing tonight? Doing really well. Nice. It was a beautiful, beautiful night, and um,
1: things have started to feel like they might be turning in the right direction here, and uh, morale's pretty high.
0: I love it. I know that we've been yeah. doing this for nine weeks in a row, and we've talked intermittently in between that time, and this is easily the most optimistic. I think you've you've been on the pod at least. So that's great to hear, man. Absolutely. Well, you
1: know the the film industry has um, started to. They've released like a, like a thirty page guideline uh, document that was uh, agreed to between the unions and the producers. And um, the show I worked on last season, Mandalorian, is um, nice coming back. There we go. In, um, in mid July. Okay. So. Um, if all goes as I hope, I will be working in mid July, and I've been—you know—we've been kind of making ourselves busy, and we've been outside a lot. And both of us are now working like part time. Nice. So the days—the days feel a lot different than they did when we were trapped in our apartment, afraid to touch anything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, baby steps, but in the right direction. Well, that's good news. Really good news. And I'm excited to see, uh, hopefully, a second season of Mandalorian. But we're not here to talk about that tonight. We've got Cindy oh, Harrington. definitely see a second season.
1: This will be season three. I did season two last season. Oh, it's already in the can. My that's bad. True. My bad. Yeah, that's done, and we'll be out in the fall.
0: There you it's go. It's going right? to be
1: awesome. From what I've seen of
0: it, it's going to be awesome. So, first of all, filibuster Freestyle exclusive. It's going to be awesome. Um, yeah. So anyways, and Man and ManCookGood. We combine every Friday to talk about kitchen quarantine. It's Memorial Day weekend, in case you all didn't know. And it's understandable if you didn't, because yeah. every day is the same a little bit for the most part. But Cindy's here. She grilled tonight. Did a little urban grilling inside the house. Indeed. Um, not with an open flame, of course, or at least not on a grill. Jeremy's going to tell you about a bunch of things grill-wise. But first, JJ sent me some. I've been to JJ's house a few times. The fence outside of his house needed a little bit of a refurb. J.J. doesn't, you know, he's not the landlord. He did it himself. It looks great. You sent me some pictures. Take a bow, J.J. Give us a little touch on that first.
1: Well, you know, I've been paying half rent since uh, March or since April's rent. And, um, you know, my landlord, I have a private uh, landlord. I don't have a management company and she, um, she's got a million things that she wants to do around the building and her own property, and this fence project was something that she had uh, wanted to do for a while, and we got to talking, and we've worked out some terms where I'm basically working for a portion of our rent.
0: No, I mean, and uh, why not? If you can, do it, right? It's great. You know, it's it's a beautiful thing. It makes me feel uh, feel good. I'm
1: on my feet working. Uh, you know, I work for a living. I don't. You know, I kind of yeah. have to burn more energy um, than I I would if I was just chilling. I, that's partly the manic amount of manic good that was coming out was a manifestation of me having no outlet other than my four walls. Correct. Um, but took uh, she bought a bunch of redwood she bought some redwood uh, fence panels that are traditionally vertical they've got the dog um, the dog ear
0: yeah top, and little, you went horizontal little. though right
1: right so I, I cut them That's all nice. down to about 71 72 inches by taking off the dog ear and then we sanded all of them and stained all of them with an Australian timber oil a um, couple coats of that and then I, I secured the lumber to the fence uh, horizontally um, with even seams and it looks like a million bucks it feels like a million bucks inside and um, she bought some really cheap uh, wood which was difficult to work with but it definitely has its um, its charms visually it's very interesting there's some really big yeah. grain and there's some some knots in it that are
0: they're it's attractive It looks It looked, very nice. it looked really good And I, Again as a guy Who's been there A few times And as a guy Who saw one picture Of us tonight I'm like man That looks a thousand Times better um, Being
1: inside it Is uh, tremendous Because cool. every Jamult that walks by uh, Makes eye contact With you Right And sometimes They want to talk to you And sometimes They're people that are you know in a transient lifestyle in the moment and they're crazy or
0: they're on drugs and they want to holler at you it can get a little funny once in a while now they can't see it the
1: way it is now you can't even see in there we're we're behind like an eight foot wall basically and um and it just has this really clean feeling
0: cool really nice. well we're here for man cook good but man bill good and i like it uh anyway let's get into grilling we got I'm going to let's go on the first APB of the night. Especially if you live in the Northeast, you probably haven't grilled much yet this year. It's the unofficial start of summer here in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, in the Northeast, probably in the Midwest. JJ, tell people what they got to do first before they even start grilling. Well,
1: go check your fuel supply I mean, right <laughs> off the bat you're gonna blow it everybody's done it once in their life hopefully not on a high holiday but everybody gets there you start cooking something and your propane runs out or you realize that you only
0: have like an eighth of a bag of charcoal three charcoal left yeah yeah and like
1: it looked like it was big at the glance from across the yard but when you actually open it up you realize you just didn't crumple it down all the way and now you've got people there and you're out of fuel so um I mean, tomorrow Saturday, you better get on it. Go get yourself a couple of tanks of propane, get yourself your charcoal or your or your um, lump briquettes, and um, get yourself ready. It's time.
0: Literally, um, go time.
1: Don't uh, please don't ever buy a like um, grill tool set with the six foot long socially distancing spatula and a huge fork that you never use, like. All you need is like a pair of large tongs from like like the kind that every like restaurant or salad bar uses. Salad Just bar the
0: tongs, metal ones. Yeah, that's it.
1: You know, metal ones that have a little spring action on them. They don't have to be even the ones that you can clip. Even though you probably spend the dollar and make sure you can keep them closed if you want them. And um, that's really all you need. Maybe a couple of those, or a glove, or some sheet pans, or something. But. <clears throat> You do not need that paddle. That uh, you know the thing that the guys in, in Venice, Italy, use to move the uh, <laughs> gondola.
0: The uh, you don't need that thing. Don't do it. That's fair. So let's set it up. We got so clean your grill too, man. Clean the grill. Buy charcoal. Buy fuel. Propane. Get your utensils ready before you do anything else. Don't be a chump. Hashtag, don't be a chump, kitchen quarantine tip number one. Number two, it's Friday night, okay? So we got, if you're listening to this tomorrow morning, which is Saturday, you're probably going to grill Saturday. You might grill Sunday. And if you don't grill Sunday or Saturday, you're definitely going to grill Monday. So people are looking at potentially potentially three grills. Some people are going to go wild. I know when I used to go to Cape Cod with big groups of people on Memorial Day, we would grill twice a day every day. So you're talking about grilling, grilling sausage, chicken, corn on the cob, everything, steak, obviously, hamburgers, hot dogs. JJ, what do you have in store for us? And I got Cindy Harrington here as well, who's a griller herself. But JJ, what do you? How are we setting it up? Well, you
1: know, you get your you get your fuel, you get your grill clean, and you take a look at what you got, and then you start getting into um, what your your local market has on offer, or preferably your local butcher. Um, you know you gotta um, you gotta make your choice are you gonna go marinate or are you gonna go like dry rub or just salted you know um, are you gonna go do meat at all you know there's a this is when there's a ton of vegetables and fruit that come in true Um, you know I think everybody's got their method of making a hamburger or a hot dog and I think that people you know they they really start to dig into um, grilling when they start talking about having like a two zone or a three zone fire and that is when you have one one part of the um, one part of the grill that is basically off which is just getting ambient indirect heat and then you have one that's like ultra hot where you've got all your your searing and everything I and mean, then you've got your middle zone which is just kind of like a medium heat you know and if you're going to be cooking a bunch of different ingredients or you're going to be, like, doing, like, a two-inch steak or something like that, like, or anything on the bone, you really have to start looking into having multiple zones of your grill and then just kind of wrapping your head around that.
0: Oh, I like, um, I, like where you're, I like where you're already going with this. So talk to me about these zones.
1: Well, you've got, you know, like, let's say you're, you're a charcoal um, griller, you know, you you have a huge pile of charcoal that's like ultra hot it's like a thousand degrees just sitting there and then on the other side of the of the Weber kettle you've got the um you got nothing underneath it or maybe like just a few charcoal briquettes underneath it just for a little bit of direct heat yeah so you can you can hit something real hard and real fast and get a good get co- good color on it and good crispiness and then you move it over to the side without um, anything underneath it where it's just getting air hot air circulated around it that's how you cook down to the bone you mm. need indirect heat to cook anything that isn't you know a quick cook like if you cook a, a whole chicken for 15 minutes you're gonna have raw chicken
0: um, right you, you know
1: it takes like an hour sometimes and if you get into any big cuts like pork shoulder and or like a big like tomahawk steak or you know some some big sexy Instagram appeal grill items. You really have to be sexy. Playing with, uh,
0: Sorry, you go gotta ahead.
1: be playing with a double uh, with at least two zones on your grill. Got it. My home my home setup is a propane. I don't have a, a charcoal setup here. I use my grill um, daily, like an outdoor extension of my kitchen. Sure. Even though it's down the stairs and across the courtyard, but um it. You can also have multiple zones within there You've got the zone that's on the rack above your um, yep. Above your cooking rack Absolutely You know, your, like, your bun rack That'll dehydrate stuff That'll get, even get a little bit of color on it It's nice to, like, when I'm doing my like, vegetables I toss them up there While I, I situate my meats and everything And then they get, like, broken down a little bit And then by the time they go on to the, um, the grates They've got the moisture and the cook level where when i take them off the grates they're done i don't have to worry about overcooking them trying to get to the inside because i've passively cooked it in a part of the grill that doesn't have heat hitting it from below you know it's a much more it's an oven at that point
0: true story that's actually a good point let me ask you this what what are you going to grill tomorrow do you know yet well, tomorrow I'm going to grow pizza. Uh, Saturday is um, is pizza night in our household,
1: and um, it's also my wife's birthday.
0: Happy birthday, so we Chloe. Got, we
1: oh. got a big day planned. Happy
0: birthday. Right?
1: Go out to uh, the countryside and do some berry picking at a farm, and... Um, then we're going to come home and uh, do our traditional uh, kids' movie night with our daughter, and I'm going to make pizza.
0: I, you, I do you want to interrupt for one second and tell the folks that this is a really good time to remind you that Jeremy's Man Cook Good Instagram is at ManCookGood. The pizza he's doing in the grill, and he's doing it once a week at least, fantastic looking. I'm sure it's fantastic tasting. And obviously you can always hit up Jeremy in the DMs at ManCookGood. He'll tell you how to do it. just want to point that out for people. Yeah, and I'll give you the basic concept
1: behind it right now. Please do. Like you, you, you work the dough, and then you put it onto the grill directly, and you cook the underside of it until you've got, you know, it's it's got a, a basically uniform cook on it. It's almost golden brown or darker, and then you flip that, and that becomes the upside.
0: I and like it.
1: then you put your sauce on it and your cheese and your toppings and your, you know, olive oil. And spara. then you cook the bottom. Oh, And yeah. then the raw part becomes the bottom. Then you close the lid and you let it cook. And this is where having an indirect, you know, two-zone fire or heat source is perfect example. I put the pizza on the hot side. I flip it. I get the uh, toppings on it, and I, I let the bottom, you know, the new bottom cook, and when that's at the crispiness that I want and the char level that I want, I move it over to the left side of the grill, which is off. Oof. And then I close the grill, and then, you know, the meat, you know, the the, the meat kind of renders out some fat and cooks a little bit. The cheese all melts. You get some golden browns and some some nice, like,
0: um, let's go on you know, the top uh. of the pizza, uh. and... Love it's
1: it. it creates it's a beautiful crust. I mean, it's it's a really it's like a thick cracker. It's really really nice, and um, I haven't cooked a pizza inside since our first day. That was um, you know a high of like seventy one after being a high in the sixties. I know we're we're really. We're really in rough shape here. For the yeah, weather. you're spoiled yeah. in LA. You're like sticking it to us, JJ. <laughs> spoiled in LA the for first sure. First day that it was over seventy and sunny and smelled like flowers. I was
0: like, I'm you, know, put on, you know, on you know on March on March seventh. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it was like a <laughs> month ago. So, Listen, as a guy who used um, to live I'm in really North Carolina, Carolina in believe me, pizza. I hear you. I hear you. Um, but that sounds great. What? So pizza night tomorrow night. I like that. And again, guys, worth the trip to Atman Cook Good on Instagram. See what JJ is doing in general, but especially with the pizza, because how easy pizza can be and how ubiquitous it is in terms of being beloved by people of all ages. What the hell? Go ahead and do it on your grill. It's a big
1: showstopper, and honestly, you can screw it up and it's still good. Like you just got it. Like I've forgotten and putting the top, put the toppings on the the raw side. You
0: know. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I'm like, oh no, I I, I
0: blew it. Oh no, it's but a B plus just, pizza. You massage the you massage the indirect heat even more. Exactly. Like you just do more off heat, more
1: cold zone, and that cooks the top through, and you end up with a good pizza that um, isn't quite as good as it could have been, but everyone loves it. It's a great thing.
0: Yeah, as the great Roscoe P once said, even bad pizza is pretty good. So, you know. The
1: thing about grilling is it's like it's really like a, a universal global nostalgia event it's the
0: friggin uh, best
1: I don't care you think about like like think about everything you associate with grilling from your childhood memories happiness uh, the smells and the nice weather and you know like the Celtics are in the playoffs and the Red Sox are playing
0: and Yeah, if you're from New England You're Almost all your grilling memories Are just pleasant Because it was during The better part of the year
1: And you're with your family And there's usually A swimming pool involved And
0: Listen, like Every once in a while My dad would go outside In like February And make some steaks On the grill And I think it's because He enjoyed smoking cigars Um, Yep, that's why But again Those are the nights When the grilling is like Thank God that dad Decided to brave the elements But most nights It's like Let's all go hang out Outside And cook up some stuff And it smells Like you said Everything you just said Smells great Feels great Tastes great Great times Great people Great conversations Grilling man Come on
1: So don't let um, Memorial Day Sneak up on you Because I don't know If anybody else Is like me Or if this is just My experience I have like Lost complete track Of the relativity Of time And space And dates um, The aforementioned Birthday it, you know I thought about it like a week ago it's not like I remembered it today uh, but
0: good move. Like, <laughs> it's like
1: whoa oh my god birthday like we just did Mother's Day you know like I can't even wrap my head around the fact that we've got actual like time passage and passage in our lives where birthdays are being spent and uh, oh, graduations yeah. are happening And
0: we are still orbiting the sun but we just don't feel like we are you know JJ, all right, so can I just tell you what I am so excited to cook in the next 48 hours or less? Yeah. So, listen, I've been going to Cape Cod to the, the family cottage, and here's the deal, right? So, your grandmother has the cottage by your grandmother, Jeremy, any of mine. My grandmother has the cottage. You know, eventually she can't use it. She gets older, she doesn't use it anymore. She's living, you know, in the in law suite and Uncle Paul's, all good things. so then we decided to go down there 2008, do a little celebration for Memorial Day. You know, we're 13 years in. I think I've been 12 years out of the last 13 of the Cape for Memorial Day, right? Oh, that's great. Even living in North Carolina, would come up for it most, almost every year. And the best thing about southeastern Massachusetts is the Portuguese-American influence of linguiça. Yes. Linguisa, linguisa is the sausage of champions, the sausage of yes. kings, the sausage of the best, and the, even not the best. Anybody who wants a good sausage, get a linguisa. And I'm so excited to find a way to get linguisa tomorrow, down at the Cape, and whether I melt cheese on top of it or don't, on my Weber grill, charcoal style, it just tastes like the beginning of summer, and it doesn't matter if coronavirus is there. As long as I can get my hands on some charcoal and some linguisa, I'm going to feel okay for about 25 to 35 minutes.
1: Yeah, you know, the the smell of the charcoal and the, the taste of a, of a Portuguese sausage that you eat every year because it's near, like, a vibrant immigrant community. Yes. This is, like, this is where food, I mean, food is everything. Food, the story, food, the thought, food, the, the, the process of feeding yourself and eating and being with uh, people that you break bread with, like... It's not about food. It's about humans. It's about culture, and um, each season that changes, we have a new attachment to the food
0: that we're eating. Yeah.
1: And this has always been a very exciting time of year for most people, and we are entering into it. And maybe, maybe there's some false uh, optimism in some parts of the country and maybe there's some guarded um, optimism in other parts of the country but people are starting to feel like maybe like we might have a path through this um, yes. and that is gonna really make this Memorial Day feel even more um, you know, free and easy. Yeah, I mean
0: like, you know, seize the day as best you can. <laughs> to those out there, don't seize it fully but seize it cautiously optimistically, you know? Uh, so... Yeah, go ahead.
1: You're going with an extended family to a
0: house. No, no, no. So, well, not really. So, here's the deal it's typically, at its least, like a 10 person thing. At its highest, it has been like a 25 person thing. And clearly, this is not the year to do that. Um, No, it's my brother and his wife, and me and the artist, formerly known as Cindy Harrington. And there's two bathrooms, there's three bedrooms. So we can use different bathrooms, um, you know, for the quarantine couples. And hopefully we're going to take a shot at it. And, we know, we saw those guys last weekend at, at a park in Brookline, Mass. And yeah, the weekend before. And the weekend before for Mother's Day and the weekend before that for my dad's birthday, all outside. So if we're going to roll the dice with anybody, it might as well be people we've seen three, la- three weeks in a row outside.
1: The odds of any of you actually having it remain low like the numbers in community spread are not um, right. not exponentially growing anymore so
0: correct I, mean, I don't know it
1: feels uh, less likely that you're going to uh, bump into somebody who's got asymptomatic spread who's been in some form of uh, isolation for the last three months
0: that's fair I mean C- two months. Cindy is here for, as a medical expert what do you got on that
1: I mean, I go into the belly of the beast a little bit every day, but I feel
0: fine, so I think we're all good. Yeah, we got a shot. We got a shot. Um,
1: We've reached a point, like, part of my mental shift right now is the, you know, the changing of seasons and everything and the fact that I picked up some part-time work. Yeah. But another part of it is a change of mentality here, like... You know, you, you got to come up with your own procedures and your own standards and practices and how you, you and your family and your loved ones are going to operate socially and um, otherwise. And every time you're not indoors in a crowd, you're helping yourself. Um, anytime you're not around someone like indoors for a long stretch of time, even if you're across the room, you're doing yourself a favor. Yeah. We're learning that, that it's not as large of a touch risk as it um, was once thought. and say hey let's stay outside let's not like touch a lot you know let's keep washing our hands so we don't accidentally put something in our mouth and um, let's be careful and be honest about how we feel and who we're socializing with and what their beliefs are Yeah. and let's see if we can ride this out in some parts of our our country and our cities Um, some parts are going to handle it better than others and there are going to be things that get closed down and outbreaks and you know, people are going to get it But, you know, maybe 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 we can work it out
0: Yeah, we're at the point now where it's an art and a science And the science is still going to prevail But do your best to do your best um, It's
1: become a local issue Our our local our office Has abdicated all Responsibility And is now just acting like it's not Really a thing anymore And, you know, that's really Dangerous and cruel, but you know, our local leaders, for the most part, have popular support and tools at their disposal. And most local leaders that um, uh, are running states that my friends live in are using data and science. And uh, maybe they can keep this, they can knock this thing back down into a containment situation where you, through contact tracing and testing and all that, you can actually be like, all right, this school is closed and this office is closed. But we're not shutting down every school, and we're not shutting down every office. Right, right, right. It's not...
0: much more micro. Right.
1: Yes. Yeah, so you can like have like a, a hot position that you know the county has to manage, but you don't have to go into lockdown every time someone gets a fever.
0: Hundred um, percent.
1: They just can't come to work, and you know, and then you have some nerves, and you start figuring out who's seen who and who's been with who, and you contain it from there. But. You're not going to shut down the entire film industry because one film set gets it if there are measures in place and capacity and ability to contact traits.
0: Very true. So, again, the linguista awaits. JJ, let's get into the rest of the things you're going to grill this weekend as my, my MacBook dwindles a bit, but we're still in decent shape. But So that's Saturday. You're cooking pizza tomorrow. Is there a plan yeah. for Sunday and Monday? And, and, again, what are those plans?
1: Well, you know... Yeah, I've got this thing Stuck in my head I saw someone On Instagram um, Grilled a bunch Of sausages And threw them On a, a, a Maple cutting board Hello With like a, An assortment of uh, Various mustards And like oh. Raw onion And And herbs
0: These are my favorite People ever
1: Oily salty herbs You know like
0: Fake band yeah, name Of the week There that. it is Oily salty herbs We got it It,
1: is, it took a little while But we made it uh so you know, that, that image in my head and I wish I could give them credit, but um I really want that to be on my table. So that one is that one's definitely in line. Um I've got some nice I've got a really, really nice dry age fillet that um I've been saving. I'm I'm probably gonna use that up, why not? Yeah. Um But you know, I've been really into the vegetables and the grilling vegetables, and we've got a million veggies coming in. And I'll say this: if you want to have fun with your grilling experience, you want people to talk about what you just made. um, Grill some fruit. Huh? Grill, grill vegetables. Like vegetables are interesting. Fruit is interesting. Uh, Make a salsa with like a potato masher. I heard this on a podcast years ago. I forget whose it was, but you grill onion and you char tomato and you grill like a jalapeno or, or a pepper that you can handle the heat of and you throw it in a bowl and you mash it all up with a potato masher and lime juice and salt and you've got fresh salsa
0: huh. Wow.
1: that's interesting you know carne asada can be tremendous but a lot of people have had carne asada in their life and it's been good you can put up good carne asada but if you're making salsa tableside with a potato masher you're doing something pretty awesome that people are going to think about. Oh, yeah. I've been grilling pineapple. Pineapple's in season right now. And on taco, when I make tacos, nice. I grill pineapples with it. And Very nice. You, you know, you put it on the taco with it. And pineapples are like a dollar right now. Everything in season is cheap. And it's beautiful and it's readily available. Uh, grill your lemons and your limes for squeezing on stuff at the end. They get super hot and they get really easy to juice. Uh, grill your lettuce. Grill some like oily kale, like, or some romaine lettuce. Get it nice and dry, and then huh. toss it in olive oil.
0: That sounds great. And
1: put it up and just let it kiss the fire. Just get a little bit of a char on it. Uh, kale can really handle a lot. You can have crispy grilled kale, especially if it's like a dino or something. But like, one of my favorite salads is a warm romaine uh, salad where I grill all the romaine in like olive oil and salt and then I I grate some parmesan cheese and squeeze some lemon over it and you know, you've got your hot salad uh, start thinking about things like that where you can you can challenge yourself into a new mindset so you're not just grilling burgers and dogs you've got something fun on the side that people aren't expecting
0: yeah a little, little, little variety JJ let me put you on the spot so there's the staples right there's the grilled chicken there's the hot dog. there's the hamburgers right Anything people can do To kind of give a little Flair to those Staples That they're probably Going to cook this weekend Yeah
1: um, Salt Hey of so, all, well, When you're salting Like a steak Or a pork chop Or even a chicken Although not quite as salty You want to Put enough salt on it Where it changes The color Of the Meat mm. To white Temporarily Okay Not Completely frosted But you want to put enough salt on there where you see the salt. Really? And and I don't mean like the little beads of like iodized table salt. I have no idea what the salt level of that is. But in terms of like kosher salts and sea salts, um, that's what I mean. Got it. And if you're going to salt your meat, and that's all you have to do really, like the whole marinade thing is this topic we'll get into next week. But all you need to do is salt your meat and you are going to get great flavor you're going to be able to taste it really well and the trick is with salting though is like it brings moisture to the surface so if you salt it like the night before and then let it sit in the fridge um, especially like if it's a steak like uncovered like on a rack it's going to dry the skin out and the, the salt is going to absorb into the cells of the meat if you do it 10 minutes before it's going to be great. It's going to make, give you all sorts of great salty flavor, and it's going to be awesome. But if you do it like an hour before, it's going to draw all this water out of the steak or out of the piece of meat, and you're going to have like a wet, slimy mm. um, surface, which isn't going to give you great flavor. So, y- so if you forget to salt like you know four or six hours before, don't. Either do it the night before or six hours before or do it right before you put it on the grill.
0: That's a good tip. Really good tip. Uh, I like that.
1: Uh, So that's for all
0: of your meat and all of it. Beautiful. Um, Period. All right. Two two things. One for Jeremy, one for Cindy. Jeremy, is there anything we're leaving untouched this week, knowing that we're back next week, and it sounds like we're going to look at some marinades next week, which is great for Part 10. But anything on here in Part 9 that we need to make sure we cover for the folks on Memorial Day weekend?
1: If you're standing in the hardware store or the grill place and you're about to buy yourself some charcoal for your charcoal grill and you reach for the stuff that's like pre-seasoned the match light choke yourself if you're <laughs> reaching for the uh, for the lighter fluid choke yourself if you don't have it already buy the chimney it's the most genius device possible you can have you can you get all your charcoal going great yes. with like one match and some you know balled up brown paper bag you can then have like a second match of charcoal going off to the side in that chimney as yours is starting to get cold do that and also whatever time you think you have if you're dealing with real fire or anything with a bone it takes more time than you expect so plan on more time. If you got to make your fire, then you just double the amount of time you have in your head, especially this early in the season. Right. Dude. And if you're cooking anything on a bone or anything more than an inch thick, you, like, don't save it. And rest your meat when you take it off the grill. Let it sit for 10 minutes after the grill. Five minutes if you can, if that's the best you can do. But 10 minutes off of the grill. And that way you don't lose all that flavor you just worked so hard for with your first cut in the knife, and everything goes everywhere.
0: Totally fair. I love it. Had a huge gust of wind come through here. We somehow didn't get any break broken glass on the deck here. Cindy, um, any grill things you want to add in? <laughs> and if not, I got a second question what for a, you. What a wide
1: question that is. I mean, Well,
0: you made some salmon tonight. It was lovely.
1: I did. What? We... Um, have a new grill pan from Green Pan. Green Pan. I believe it's from. Unofficial
0: official sponsor of the week.
1: It was on our registry. Our lovely sister-in-law gave it to us. Um, and I recently just started using the grill pan. I kind of hadn't been brave enough to until recently. And it's been great because we don't have an outdoor grill. So it's sort of the best we can do in terms of indoor grilling. A little
0: urban grilling.
1: Yeah. And it makes yes. some nice like lines on. Yes. So far, we just use fish to cook it with. Cook
0: on it. That, yeah, that makes more sense to make with it. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been great in terms of that. Fantastic, JJ. You like making the salmon on the grill? Oh yeah, absolutely. I like it but better than like, the baked like you salmon. You the other day, oil the grill. Oil the grill, yeah. everybody. Do me a favor. Hashtag, oil the grill, please. <laughs> the other thing I want to say, and and I want to. Make sure we end on it, but again, so JJ, if there's anything else, let us know right now, but really quickly, at ManCookGood on Instagram, DM the man. He will tell you what to do if you are stuck. Number two, PhilBusterFreestyle.com. Check it out. Follow, subscribe, Deezer, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. list goes on, but like Michael Buffer starts a match, starts a big event, we bring in Cindy Harrington to help us end a big event with her catchphrase. Before we do, I just want to give JJ one more chance on Memorial Day. Tell the people what they want. JJ, are we in good shape for Memorial Day?
1: Have a good time. Stay outside. Don't breathe in people's faces.
0: Break great mask. Oh, great advice. Cindy, take us home. Bye.